Welcome to What's on Your Mind. I'm Peter Snowart and today, what can we learn from Els van Laken? Els grew up with a mother who was an addict, an alcohol addict. When she was 12, she decided to no longer be a victim. When she was 18, she left the house and paid for her own university studies. And then later on, after her uh, journey through the corporate world, she started her own coaching business. I give you almost two hours of a deep and a golden conversation with Els Falake. It's really a really intense conversation and tackling every topic you can imagine. Her coaching business, her, her journey when she was young, also how about raising her own children, everything we are tackling and also self-love and self-acceptance. Two hours almost full with gold nuggets with Els Falake. Enjoy. Bye-bye. Welcome to What's on Your Mind with Peter Snowart. Every week a guest talks about his or her story, and that story can inspire you to change your own. Here's Peter. Okay, Els, <laughs> are you ready? Yes, we are. First question to kick off. Easiest question. Easiest? Okay, that's, I like easy, so let's do it. <laughs> What's on your mind? What's on my mind? Um, to inspire lots of entrepreneurs today together with you. Okay. And to also get to know you. Okay, cool. Yeah, because we don't really know each other. No, so we don't. I, if, that, if, I, if I would have one objective or at least that spirit that we are together is to inspire you with lots of positive energy. Cool, and cool. And also the entrepreneurs which are listening. Look, are looking forward to it. Now, um, we are right now May 2021. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs saw the COVID period as two kinds of ways. One, there were the ones who saw it as an opportunity and the others saw it as an, uh, a struggle and fear. What was your view on this complete period? How do you look on it? Well, the first uh, lockdown, I must say, my business has pushed or boosted like crazy. But it wasn't at all the first couple of days when the lockdown got announced because I got connected again with this little small girl, which was seven years old and heard her mother saying that she, they would get, we would get on the blacklist because there would not be any money. So even if I have a great house now, I have great business, I got in this childish trance, let's say. Mm -hmm. I remember I was crying. I was standing in front of my husband. I was saying, what if we cannot pay our bills anymore and we bought this great new house and what if and what if and what if and my husband said snap out of it else you are in 2020 you are not seven years old again so in the beginning i was back into these old yeah fears let's mm -hmm. say which weren't up to date mm -hmm. uh, because i uh, my mother she we i'm i'm coming from quite a how do you say that Poor? Poor, yeah, poor environment where mm -hmm. there wasn't such a lot of money. And I heard a lot of my mother saying blacklist is in Belgium, the list where if you don't, that you don't want to get on because it's, uh, you know, when you get on the blacklist, you cannot get any loans and everything anymore. Mm -hmm. So after that, I was just standing there and I was think, so thankful for my husband again that he was an uplifting energy at that moment and i said okay snap out of it else it was on saturday morning i said how am i going to be at service for my clients and the day after i sent a mail already 
Tomorrow morning, I'm there for you. Get all in the Zoom call. I'm going to give you some ideas, some content on how to get, how to deal with everything. And so um, from that moment, I just started launching a new online program just mm -hmm. to be at service. Did a lot of webinars, a lot of free talks. And through that, everything starts flowing again. Okay. Now, um, you mentioned already, uh, you mentioned a lot of things which triggered me. Uh, you were seven years young, a uh, young girl having a kind of mindset of scarcity uh, because exactly. something you adopted from your mother. Um, what was the situation, if you want to talk about it, eh, yeah. with your mother? Is it, is it was, was she uh, alcoholic or something? Yeah, or was exactly. she ah, Okay. Yeah, yeah, you got it directly uh, correct. Okay. So both my, my parents were quite addicted, both in their own sense. Mm -hmm. So my mother, she was addicted to alcohol and... Even if she was working quite hard, because I can never say that my mother didn't work hard, mm -hmm. but she had also, yeah, she was always spending money too. Mm -hmm. So her best friend was alcohol, not her children. So in that sense, it was indeed an environment of scarcity, of not believing in your dreams, um, of not daring to show up. Not mm -hmm. if you would be, if you were a gray mouse, then. That would be amazing yeah. because then you would disappear behind the curtains and then you could be part of the family system. Yeah. So me being different was quite a challenge. And that's why also when I was 12 years old, I decided to do life and take life in my own hands and do it differently. At 12, immediately yeah. you decided not to become a victim of the situation. Exactly. So And, and uh, what triggered you that was that... Were, did you saw your mother lying on the couch or something? Well, but lots of situations, Peter, eh? because my, my mother, when she was not working, she was drinking. Okay. So she was also lots of times sick in her bed. So mm -hmm. with the little money we had, we had to go and get uh, like Vichy water yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because it helps for the stomach. And um, so I saw lots of times things that I didn't want. And she was a lot of times also at the... Uh, pup, pup drinking yeah, the, 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 yeah. cafe I don't know yeah, how, yeah, yeah, something pup, like yeah. that and uh, so when was when I was a little child my my sister was the one my older sister which is five and a half years older she was a bit my surrogate mother yeah and uh, so we went when we were already little children we went working together with my mother to clean all like this apartment houses you know this very big mm -hmm. apartment building so I'm I can really clean really well <laughs> that's a skill I learned from my mother but I really said at 12 years old I'm going to do it differently so I started working I remember I was eight years old I went to do lots of different things to get some money and then because I didn't want to have shoes anymore which were wet and mm -hmm. then my my socks were getting wet and then I started yeah really from that moment on I you know I was just sitting in front of the couch all the time looking at sound of music and dirty dancing in loops <laughs> and it wasn't a very stimulating environment yeah. and so that's why at 12 year I said okay that was the beginning of the high school and I said I'm going to do the most difficult direct uh, yeah I know direction is not the correct word but Pots. Latin at that moment uh, most okay, difficult okay. one so that I can create my own future and so on the same tendance I continued and I started doing university and I got also higher rec recognition for what I did yeah. and then I paid for m myself Lyric school and so okay on. yeah I, you also paid for your own university yeah I I I went out of the house when I was eight year, 18 years old. 
And are you still in contact with your mother? Well, that's the interesting part. Um, now I'm in contact back, I think, uh, four years now. Okay. So I was 20 years not in contact with her. It was by accident yesterday, Mother's Day. Yeah. Now, um, that's a very traumatic situation for such a young girl. Um, so you had to grow up quite early compared yeah. to other children. Okay. Now, um, as you know, everything in life is not about the other. You create your own world. Exactly. And also, um, you have to deal yourself with the traumas, eh? especially in, in things like self-love and self-acceptance. How how did you deal with that? Because I can imagine first the first years you are struggling, you're a survivor and you're fighting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you're running away from your own feelings and uh, putting them away yeah. by working hard. And, and, and how did you cope with that? Well, I must say, if I'm very honest, till the 28 years old, I did what you were just explaining, fighting, working hard. Uh, creating one surviving mechanism after the of oh. another. When I was, if I look at myself, when I was a teenager, oh my God, the boyfriends that I had at that time because yeah. I was a little bitch, to be honest. And just to protect myself, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, from not being hurt again because yeah. my mother wasn't there, but my father neither because he was a, he went away when I was four and he had a psychic illness. Mm -hmm. And um, when I was 28 years old, I realized that, you know, I was a high potential at, at Danona. I was working with Danona and I got everything, you know, concerning my career and everything. But I was quite an unsecure overachiever. Yeah. You know, I was, I, this is a term, I love it so much. It's coming from Georges Anton. It's one of my colleagues, uh, or former colleagues, uh, coaches. And, and, and he put that term in, uh, unsecure overachiever. Mm. You're overachieving, you always get great results, but inside you are really insecure, that but no one knows. That was me. Yeah, too. You recognize that too. Now, of course. Yeah. Yeah, to, yeah, because you're like, you feel insecure, nobody knows, and you use that uh, success, that performance thing to prove yourself that yeah. you're worth something. Yeah, exactly. And you think that by achieving something, that uh, these goals or these object objectives, that these create also your identity. Exactly. But the pr big problem with that is it's all external. Yep. So the moment that someone I had, I had, I can really, you know, if I look at Stan van der Voorst of David Willems of Thibaut Hellepute, they were really amazing bosses. And Alex Touré, they, they're all past my, uh, of lots, I can continue. Bruno Fromage, Albert Ragon, they really helped me big times to, to, to increase my self-esteem. Mm -hmm. But the moment someone passes that does not do that, you just, yeah. there's no roots on your self-confidence. Yeah. So you're like a very big tree and everything is beautiful. And then someone comes and yeah. the, the tree just gets hit and it's done. It's finished. So what I learned at 28 years old, I started getting coached myself. And, and uh, how, how did you, I mean, 20, 28, I, I assume that's like 15 or 15 years ago or something? So 10 years ago? Uh, it was yesterday. Yes. <laughs> no, but... To, to, no, to, I'm, to, for, I'm getting 41 on the ah, 21st okay. of May, so this month. Ah, yeah. The 21st is still a, still a Taurus. Uh, yeah, so it, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a twin. Yeah, it's like in the... You in know, the just on the other border. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, I mean, coaching, searching for help um, on your 28th, how... 
what what happened then was it some kind of situation because with me i was like i had it i don't i don't feel anything anymore it was like i had everything but it doesn't work anymore so i called a, a therapist therapist and um yeah I, I, yeah, I, I, I must say it went quite okay t till I think I was like 31 or something. But yeah. at 28, I still was quite okay concerning my physical health and emotional mm -hmm. health, etc. But I do, I, I must say I had lots of this, you know, this um, eagerness to show, to show myself and to prove myself. And in my communication skills, that was the reason at 28 where we, why I started coaching because my bosses said you know she's like a rough diamond you know she's it's all there we just have to polish the diamond and, and because my I was sometimes too direct in my communication which is which is still one of my qualities I would say but you okay, know that you, are, more, that you are direct yeah I think it's a quality but yeah. may, at that time the how how I was how I was direct mm. was a bit different than, mm -hmm. than now um, but what I realized when I was at in in coaching I realized that that was the insight that I was putting, that I got everything of validation externally. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't accepting myself for who I was. I wasn't accepting my mother and my father. I was in a battle with myself internally. And at 30, uh, 30 31, I really started crashing. You know, I, I, I felt what you were expressing just before, you know, like... You have everything, a beautiful career. Danone is ready for the next step with you and you feel empty inside. Yeah, empty. And it's a very strange feeling. It's eh? a very strange feeling because I had a great husband, a great dog, a great apartment. I was an expat in, in Danone, Utrecht. It was amazing. It was a great city. And then, you know, I, and, and then, yeah, I was like, shit, what's happening? And I see myself sitting there in my apartment and... And I wanted no contact for a moment with, uh, with everybody. And then I said, I remember I called my coach and she said to me, if you now go back directly to work, I'm not going to guide you anymore because you're going into a burnout. And I was like, what? What are you saying? No, burnout, no, no not me. I, you know, I can do everything. And, but uh, it was then the start of really going through a journey of self-acceptance and self-love and starting from self-worth because that's always mm -hmm. the route mm -hmm. to go to self-acceptance and self Love and then second root next to self-love is the acceptance of your mother and your father. Where are you coming from? Okay, you now see them as a kind of, I wouldn't say a gift, but they were trying to teach you something? Well, the thing is they teach me that I could be present and where they could not. And they teach me that also that they choose for their traumas and I can do differently. Yeah, And I can guide people now so that they don't, need to stay there in their blockages or in their destruction in one way or the other or, or in their defense mechanisms, but that they can come home to themselves. Yeah. So the mess you were in is now your message. Yeah. But you know, also my mother, I, I have accepted her for who she is. When I go there and she's still alive, my, my father died when I was 17 years old, unfortunately. Um But my mother, I mean, she, I'm so glad now, you know, through all the work I did on myself, mm -hmm. going through systemic work, trauma work, all these things that I cleaned myself up, let's mm -hmm. say, yeah. I got the, the opportunity to reconnect with my mother after 20 yeah. years. And now my children know their grandmother. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know, you know, when I meet with her, I can talk to her. We have done things that I never thought were possible. A certain moment she got a heart attack and I was sitting lots of times behind nice next to her bed 
I was never thinking that I was going to do that, but I did when it happened. And I remember her saying lots of times, I love you. I, put, I was putting Nivea cream on her face because she likes that. And then she had this tube in there. She couldn't, yeah, she was in coma. And then she came back and then she said, put the tube in her mouth, I love you back. And she never said that. And I could really take it in. And otherwise I wouldn't have, have been able to take it in if I did, wouldn't have. have done the work on myself. I could really say, oh, great. And later on we could hug. I, I learned my mother how to hug. She never hugged. And a certain moment I was on, in, 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 in the car talking to her and I said, you know, how come that we never had physical contact? And, you know, I, I, I was craving for that moment. She said, I never learned how to do that. I said, okay. And she said, and I said, how do you, what do you, how do you look at that? You know? And she said, yeah, sometimes I see other children coming to the home and they see them hugging their mother. And, and I said, what do you, so what do you feel about that? And she said, well, it would be nice. You know, I never would have thought that she would have said this kind of thing. She's 76 years old and she, you know, she can connect with a desire which is somewhere mm. under the surface. Yeah. And so, you know, that's what a message that I always give also to my clients that I coach one-on-one -on -one or in group is don't keep on expecting all these things that your parents need to do for you. Mm -hmm. Also take this into your own hands. You need to learn sometimes them the skills that they never have learned. I can then start, keep on waiting and say, I have given the message to my mother to hug me. So let's now just wait till it happens. But no, I... I I remember I, 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 we were driving with two cars and so my sister was next to me and I came into the, in, the, in her room and I put her on the chair and I said, you know, let's start doing it. Let's start hugging. And I put all my positive energy and my enthusiasm and I was like, I put my arms around her and she was like, ooh, what to do? And my sister was looking at, what the hell are you doing? I said, come on, sis, you come also, let's do a group hug. And since then we hug. Isn't that great? It's beautiful. Do you um, believe that, um, I mean, she was not learned to, to hug. And I assume also that she has been brought up in also a quite traumatic environment. Do you also believe that trauma has been transferred uh, on, onto generations? But if you work on yourself, then you can break that exactly. uh, trauma cycle. And you are doing your children a favor by not passing that trauma to them. I'm totally agreeing. Yeah. It, it's, it's even so that because you were talking about uh, the, the, the normal conditioning is that we think as parents, we have like the power over our children and we need to parent them. But um, my son, I consider my son as my biggest teacher. Mm -hmm. So he is actually parenting me more than I him. Mm hmm so because he triggers me on impatience, frustration, <laughs> irritation and things like that, because yeah, he's not always doing what I want him to do. Um, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking <laughs> about. I have two of them, too, at home. <laughs> yeah. So. So, yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's and actually he sometimes he, something goes wrong. Like like Saturday, <laughs> I, I, I was alone with him and I tried to do um, two things at the same time. So watching over him. And I was doing something upstairs and I, I come again downstairs 
and he was uh, using milk powder, uh, the powder, and he was putting <laughs> it in a big bottle, and he was putting in some kind of diffuser of water, so it, it makes sure that uh, it's always the right, um, uh, how do you call that? Humidity. Uh, yeah, humi humidity <laughs> in the room. So he put the milk powder in there, and I then I I, I look at myself at my my thoughts, and I see I I see myself thinking. You have two options. Or you're going to be mad, which is the classical uh, way of thinking. Or you can look at it. Peter, you weren't here. I need your attention. Mm -hmm. And I chose for the second one. I was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> you did. So can you help me now clean up the, the mess? He was like, okay. And so we, we cleaned up. And because, yeah, he was trying to tell me something instead of yelling at him and things like that. Because it has no use. He's, yeah, he doesn't understand. He just, he thought it was playing. Yeah. And, uh, okay, cool. Now... <laughs> Now um it's an it's an amazing story else it's an amazing story. Now um the whole mindset personal growth uh thing okay from 12 then you become uh, on your 28 you like a coaching practice. Um where were you initiated in the whole mindset mindset slash personal growth? Were you the one of those who on his 20 21st saw Napoleon Hill with Think and Grow Rich and I you wish, read that I wish. and <laughs> heaven, heaven opened itself and you're like, oh. I wish, I wish uh, that I got already to know Napoleon Hill at, uh, at that age. No, um, no, I, I, I must say when I started working, I, I, as I said, I got quite some nice inspiring bosses mm -hmm. and which also uh, were reading also quite a lot of books. So we were inspiring one another on that. So I remember going to the library in Ghent and just getting all, yeah, all hacked, uh, yeah, reading all the management books like mm -hmm. Stephen Covey, you know, and the seven yeah, yeah, yeah. habits of effective yeah. leadership. And, was, was that and your so first? On. I think it's probably one of my, my first. Mine too, yeah. mine too, yeah. mine too. And that, you know, opened up quite a lot of things because Stephen also talks about visualization, for yeah. example, yeah. which is was at that time... Uh, like, what the hell are we talking about? Yeah, exactly. But the thing is with that book is that when the first time when I've read that book, and if I read, read it now again, I mean, it has so much depth. Yeah. Whereas the first time I was like, start with the end in mind. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean with that? Yeah. And Or co-creation. Yeah. I, was, I was like, uh, yeah, okay. I was, I, I was like, yeah. But if you go really deep into the book, I mean... Some people call it um, even the, the Think and Grow Rich, the reworked version, eh? the seven habits mm. of effective people. So um, did you also... Uh, I can reread it and reread again. I think I will always take something out. And by the way, he has also written other books like the seven effective um, characteristic of a successful family that I'm reading right now, which is also super oh. interesting. Yeah, because like the first thing that he is bringing in, can I talk about it? It's just very simple. I like simple and easy. That's why. Um, you know, you always know, stimulus creates a certain behavior. Mm -hmm. That's not new. But he was explaining in his first chapter that we have this difference with animals that we have, for example, consciousness. Mm -hmm. We have some skills that an animal does not have. Mm -hmm. You know, that we don't have to go directly from stimulus to nope. behavior. Mm -hmm. And so he was taking all these skills. There were four skills and he was saying, you know, so if we combine that, that means that we have a liberty of choice. Mm -hmm. So we can never, ever um, give ourselves any excuses anymore to be in the victim role because we have that choice, which others, which an animal does not have. And so all the time we can 
put on the pause knob or, you know, do on the break, like you were doing at that time with your son saying, okay, let's do like two seconds of break. What, what's my choice here? I can, I can do two, these both sides. And I like the way how he writes because it's so easy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and yeah. that was his first uh, additional uh, chapter in this chapter. It's about, uh, yeah, be, having a nice family. But uh, I saw one of his live talks, and he also admits that sometimes, yeah, he gets angry on his sons. Also, eh? me too. Eh? Is the is the so <laughs> it's uh, me too. Oh, it's an interesting book. I, I don't know it. I'm going to buy it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. With, um, yeah, very nice. But you also, uh, you know, I don't think we have to be. Well, one of the things I've learned as a mother and as a systemic coach is that, or trauma coach, is that. Um, you can always heal at whichever age. Also, your children. Yeah, that's true. Because, I mean, even if you do your best, even if you have healed yourself with whatever, exactly. I mean, your children will be traumatized anyway. Exactly. So, but it's true. The more you clean yourself up, that's what I believe. The more you are, let's say, clean up, fresh. The more centered you are. The more options you have, the more flow you have within yeah. your company as a yeah. mother, within yeah. all the different yeah. roles. Yeah. So true. it always helps. It yeah. always puts you big time forward. Yeah, and it's it's um, how do you say that? It's then you can be a conscious parent. More at least. More, more at <laughs> least. So, but there's no such thing as perfection. But for me, I mean, even when I meditate, he is sitting on my lap since he was born. So for him, it's like the, the most normal thing there is. So he's drinking his milk, he's sitting on my lap, and then for 20 minutes, and then he goes to sleep. And then I can feel his um, breathing also slowing down. Yeah. Because... He's so you're, 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 with yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, because if I'm in like a um, you know, state of frustration or irritation, he's going to project that or mirror that also onto me. So... Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I think a lot of parents can recognize in what you are saying right now. Eh? When when you are angry or you are annoyed or this or that, your children also start being more annoying yeah. uh, or um, more busy or making more sounds. Yeah. And also, and it sounds a little corny, but and I know it's not 100% true, but um, if I look at him, especially when he's sleeping, for me, I can feel for the first time unconditional love mm, for sure yeah, no doubt about and that. it's 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 a very strange it's like i mean people say love is an emotion but it's not an emotion it's a, some kind of state yeah. and and you can really sense that yeah and i think that's that's yeah i, I think that's that that's one of the most beautiful things you can experience beautiful state yeah, yeah to be yeah, in. yeah yeah unconditional love and as a parent, that's also our role systemically wise that we give unconditionally and the children can take. Yeah. They don't have to give to us. Are, are you also, I mean, your children, uh, um, do you also give them like personal growth books already or mindset books? It's or, a good or? question. Uh, I have lots of, I, I started doing with them meditation and also and sometimes I draw cards. Mm -hmm. And my older daughter, she also started giving already in our Yes to Me foundation. We have a foundation for children, teenagers, um, mis, um, abused uh, men and women and also concerning 
um, Happy Parentship. We have some free workshops. And she is doing also already with me the, the workshop for the children. I'm super. It's called the class. I'm super between eight and 12. So she's one, she's my very uh, co-trainer. Uh, so that's great. And um, so they, and she's also, they also repeat lots of the sentences that we use. So for example, it's like a I mantra. Say, yeah. So we say that all the time, I'm okay, you're okay. And so for example, if I would be a bit tough on myself, then my children come and say, mom, you're okay. Yeah. As you are. And these kind of things they learn and they learn to other children. And they are uh, the whole uh, energy of non-judging because I really believe in that and also think that in, in the world we can really make a big shift. And for sure in the Netherlands and Belgium and I think lots of countries still, we have this judgment uh, towards one another, towards ourselves. And uh, that's what I, that's the biggest gift I want to give to my children so that they are less judging towards themselves and towards others. Uh, yeah, that's that's true. Now, um, we're talking about children. Um, you're doing very well from a materialistic point of view. I mean, I have also nothing to complain. How? I mean, they are getting everything, I assume, what they need. How do you put boundaries on that? Because... I found it, wouldn't say difficult, but yeah. Well, the, I must say the first time that my daughter came at home and she said, um, you know, someone in the in the in the class said, uh, "Mom, you that we are rich." I was getting hysterical. I was really scared. I, I called to my colleagues. I said, "What the hell?" She's, uh, you know, there are people are saying that we that we are rich. She's going to get, uh, you know, like and, I, and they were like, "No, no, else, calm down. That's be you are getting, you know, back to the child of yourself because you got, you know, gossiping, etc. Because you were poor. Mostly they don't do that about rich kids. You know, it's okay. Calm down. Calm down. And. I was first thinking, oh, no, I, I cannot say that, you know, I cannot say that out loud that we are rich. And I was like, like, what the hell are you doing? Why don't you, why would you not say that to your child? If people are saying that, you say, yeah, it's, yeah, we have a good life. And, and, then, and then, you know, also in the last week, my daughter said, yeah, uh, we, they said, who is the richest in the class? And all, everyone said, Maud. And I was like, okay. And I can now just whew, center in it. Coming mm. from poverty, it's not so easy. Yeah. Um, but you know, um, I think it's not a bad thing that, that children can desire certain things, but also my, my daughter has certain desires. She wants this LOL dot, uh, do, uh, dollies, for example, it's 110 euros for the box. I don't, refuse I, re it. I refuse to get it for her. So she's like, why not? I can put all the money together from, from the birthdays. I can ask money and then I can get the dollies. No, forget it. It's, it's not worth the money. You're not going to get these dollies. Yeah. So, but I said, you know, if you earn the money, not that you get the money, but you earn the money by doing, uh, you know, the dishwasher and doing something in the garden, then okay for me, you know, when you earn the money, get a half a euro by dishwasher. And so let's see her. My my boy is already getting quite motivated. So he has his uh, his uh, uh, his card almost full for his first five euros. My daughter, she's she's relaxing into it. So see, she did, no, they don't get everything that they want. And um, if you um, imagine 
your, your what's the name of your daughter? Moat. Moat, Moat. And, and, and the boy? Thibault. Thibault, okay. Now, if, if Moat and Thibault, when they were 18, and uh, they, they say, uh, Mom, sorry, I'm not going to go to university. I want to dance. I want to play guitar. I, I'm, I'm such a guy. Mm -hmm. eh? From my two, I, I knew that I wanted to play guitar, but I wasn't allowed. Allez, I was allowed, but as a hobby. Um, but I could not study that like, officially, so I had mm -hmm. to study something in university. And, um, and I'm not complaining about the tragic, but I'm still playing guitar and still playing yeah, in concert. And uh, <laughs> and uh, so, but what if they would tell you that? I, now it's okay. The first time when my daughter was, I think, t two or three years old, she said a certain moment because she loved cleaning. She said, I'm going to be a cleaning wo uh, woman. And I was like, what? No, no, you, you, you're you going to be uh, like going to school like mommy did. And uh, no, no. And my, uh, my husband said, well, calm down. I mean, she's three years old. So she likes cleaning. It's just okay. And then, um, yeah, from that moment on, I just, sometimes you just get confronted with own desires or own fears from the past. Eh? And now it's just clear. I mean, I'm an entrepreneur now. I didn't know all this information when she mm -hmm. was three years old. You can do whatever you want. You don't need any degree when you are an entrepreneur, for example. Mm -hmm. So she can do, he and uh, Thibault and Mott, they can do whatever they want in life. And my husband has the same, really the same way of thinking yeah. and feeling. So we'll support them in every dream that they have. Yeah. Although my daughter already says that she will become my manager. <laughs> <laughs> My boss, she said, yeah, and Thibault says, I will be the number two. Dad can stay the number one. I will become this, this, the number two <laughs> in his company. Cool. <laughs> Now, um, you just mentioned uh, having a degree or no degree, you can become an entrepreneur. Um, I have a degree in economics and um, oh, my, my, my wife, she has like a degree in, in photography and For, for her, there are no limits. And she's a very creative person. Um, and she has like two or three businesses. And um, I had to de-learn stuff in order to reprogram myself. I don't say school is bad or university is bad. But I also I have to admit that it, it, it doesn't train you first as a kind of an entrepreneur or growth mindset. And it's Yeah, I had to unlearn um, quite some things to, like for instance, eh, you, it was not recorded yet, but when I was 25, 26, I was working in a startup in Ghent, and I remember um, the CEO, founder, because I was his assistant, and uh, Christophe, I also, Christophe Spieler, I also had him on the podcast, and um, he is what they now call a serial entrepreneur, so He creates software companies, he sells them, and then he creates. Uh, and um, he said to me, look, uh, we're going to the US, uh, we're going to sell the company. I was like, you can't, you will not be able to do that. So he really played big and thought big. And I, as a as an, uh, former uh, West Fleming, <laughs> eh, in terms of mindsets, I have not, nothing against West Flanders, eh? um, is, is that I, I was really thinking very small, Eh, around the, mm. the the church tower, as they yeah. call that in, in in Flemish and Dutch, and um, so I was like, we're going to bet for um, how do you call that for beers? Eh? Although <laughs> none of us drinks, um, just as a as a matter of speaking, um, if if you win, you get the beers. If I win, okay. 
he came back and he said, no, they, they don't want us. And I said, you see, I'm right. No, no, you're not right. Wait, um, they just said, in that time, I'm talking about 2003, yeah, 2003. So um, the word startup in Belgium was even not um, hip. It was even, they called it a small company. And he said, they said, it's not invented here, they said in the US. So what he did, he said, we're going to take a very old gray-haired guy. Mm-hmm. We call him CEO. We put him in some kind of San Francisco. It's a US guy. And um, we're going to open their mailbox. Eh? And then we're going to do it again. Six months later, company sold for like millions, millions uh, euros. I'm like, hmm. And he did that over and over again. And then I learned the biggest lesson ever. Never, ever think small. Yeah. If you can think it, you can achieve it. And of course, a lot of people, I saw that also with my wife when she was, uh, she worked in in, uh, in fashion and at a certain point, uh, there were reorganizations and she, she called me and said, I don't have a job anymore. I don't want to work for a boss anymore. I want to, uh, I want to open my own shop and I want to become a photographer and so on and so on. And I said, you have to do whatever you, if that's your dream, do it. But the environment, mm should you do that? Is it, isn't it uh, insecure and blah, blah, blah. And that's, uh, that's amazing how people are forcing you to, to think small and you have to, and sometimes they say, surround yourself with five people around you. And I can tell you what, which mindset you will have. So if you want to become a millionaire or whatever, you have to surround yourself with people who also think big. Exactly. When when did you discover that thinking well, I, big, I, I, or was I, it was just? I, 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 as I said, I did, um, I believe I had it when I was this twelve year old girl. But was was it? I mean, I mean was it something? Was it, it, just, as, it was a silent it, it, voice, this, Richard? Did you did you see that that uh, ever that that visual of that? A girl in the in the rain and and she's like, yeah, ah, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and then you, and then under it says. Do you remember her? Yeah. You, uh, yeah, get, yeah, yeah get her yeah, out yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. And I, 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 I was that little girl, you know, that was, ah. And I remember that when I, got a, when I became a coach and I was in the coach world, um, I got, again, pushed down again. You know, mm-hmm. I was in Danone. I, got, I could play big there. It was great. And then in the coaching world, it was like, don't be so enthusiastic. Don't be that. You have to calm down. You have to be Zen. You have to be this. You cannot work on yourself. You have to work together with other coaches. You cannot make it. For sure, not in the Flemish art dance because no one will come there. Forget it. It only happens in Brussels and Antwerp. And I really felt, you know, no, I'm, I'm here for, for bigger reasons. Mm-hmm. I'm here for a bigger mission. I really Purpose. am the self-love unlocker. I need to do this yeah. in the world. And I was like this chicken, you know, that you could... You couldn't just fly, but your your wings are cut. Mm-hmm. So you you see just the opposite side, and then you fall down again. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, "Shit, uh, where is my twelve year old girl? She's gone. I have to wake her up again." And that's what I did. So I started working hard on myself, and I woke her up again. And then I went for my own dreams. And and in that sense, I I really felt like playing big. We we should never ever let someone else. Uh, keep us small again yeah. and it's the same it's not only other people let's be clear it's a lot ourselves yeah so there's that is that that voice in our head that inner dialogue that voice of 
um, can, uh, how do you say that? Um, it's also beliefs, a, beliefs, yeah. And 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 the 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 the, the voices that sh- people told you when you were a, 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 yeah, a child, yeah, or you interpreted, yeah. yeah, because it's not always words that were said. First, first of all, in the first years of our lives, it's through our body imprints, yeah. So you can already feel very insecure as from a baby onwards. Because, for example, there was not a lot of eye contact. No. So these things need to be cleaned up. Or, through... you, or you even hugged. They, yeah, they hugged, even say exactly. when you don't hug a baby, it even can die. Exactly. So there's a lot of things that we can re-imprint in our body. I didn't know it till three years ago myself. Because the methods that I was using at that time or the learning masters that I had at that time always said that, you know, something that happened in the past could not be really healed and... And a certain moment when I was using my own methods, I started really seeing that I was not only getting healed, my inner child didn't only get healed, but all my clients were, all my entrepreneurs were getting these great results only after two weeks. So we have to stop saying that we, for example, say I have an imposter syndrome. Okay, so good. Thanks for stating that. Let's now get you forward. Yeah. And, um, of course, we can have lots of things that happen in our life. But I love the quote of Tony Robbins saying, um, your past is not your destiny. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So it means we can change every moment. Yeah, and we can start all over again every day and try yeah. and, and write and a new every chapter. day we can decide playing small and sometimes people say yeah but i don't want to be international like you i don't want a million business like you it's not about that no it's not about it's that. about centering and coming home to yourself and realizing what who am who is my biggest me what do i want in life no. who, who i who do i want to be with who i want to be surrounded no. Where do I want to be? And that's, you know, I, I take like three months off at least a year. Yeah. By, because I want to be with my children. I'm there at the, at the school at four. Yeah. So that's my playing big. It's not about money. It's not about yeah, international. That, it's that, about that's a lot of what a lot of people think. Eh? They think it's about the millions. It's not about that. It's really about why. What, 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 what's the intention behind it? And it's what's what's your mission, what's your purpose, what is driving you forward. Because exactly. if you drive on that, you first of all live lighter and you don't need any external validation anymore. Yeah, exactly. So you and, you, and we can we can go we can take distance from our biggest fear, which is yeah. the fear of rejection. Yeah. Yeah. When someone is not agreeing about the way how things are, we can just say, Okay, thank you for your opinion. Yeah. We agree that we disagree. Exactly. We can agree to disagree. Yeah. And um you have your opinion and I have my truth. And you don't have, you don't need to be an asshole, eh? No, no, no. That's you something else. Eh? Co- yeah, 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 you can just stay in With connection. Respect, eh? yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. I'm okay, you're okay. You just interact from respect, non judgment, yeah. non judgmental and of course, we get triggered on each other's uh, surviving mechanisms. And that's what I love so much. Also, if you dare to be vulnerable, saying, okay, you are, by saying that, you push now this button. It's not, you know, it's not you. It's something it's that me. happens Absolutely. inside of me. Yeah. And I makes me feel like this or that. So um, yeah, I need like one minute of break. That's taking your ownership. And then coming back and saying what you need from that person. We We, we have so much... We are so fearful of expressing what mm. we need from yeah. the other and from ourselves yeah, and allowing true. that. Yeah. I followed, uh, I just uh, ended uh, in a three-month coaching 
and um, with a coach who is normally um, coaching women, mm-hmm. Muriel Marie, and uh, it's also uh, from a alcoholic, uh, traumatic background. And one of the things that I discovered was uh, creativity and passion. And because I was really focusing on the male energy and performance results and objectives. And uh, by slowing down, getting into that creativity, I tapped in, in things that I never thought was possible, like writing a book, creating songs, something I never would imagine. And um, I think that you, how do you, how do you say that? You can, there is, it's, sometimes you can call it a path, but I don't think it's a path. I think it's, it's some kind of circle where you always come back to the same point, but a little deeper. Mm-hmm. So what are the areas right now where you are working on for yourself um, that you, yeah, you, is, that, is that that inner child, that, that fear? Well, or there's is, a, there, there's, uh, we have a lot of breakthrough tools that we use for mm-hmm. guiding companies or uh, because I have two companies. Uh, yeah. One is towards businesses, companies and otherwise versus mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. Yeah. We use a lot of these breakthrough methods. And what I doing right now for myself in my own development is yeah next to the fact that i'm being guided two or three times a month because i think it's important for a coach to do that if you're not getting coached yourself how can you coach other people there's lots you don't know there's like i think 95 percent of the coaches is not being coached themselves i don't understand that it's it's crazy it's crazy Because, because the thing is for me a coach when the coach has not, because I have two coaches, I have a male from around 70, yeah. and then I had Muriel uh, for three months, the, the male co- coaches like for, I don't know, for two years already, um, and uh, because I like to change some coaches mm-hmm. from time to time. But if the coach has not scars on their soul, I would call it, I mean, it stays some kind of mental theoretical thing, and I'm like, mm. I mean, I don't believe you, mm. you see? Because... And it sounds a little strange, but if like your story, I'm like, okay, she has really lived through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and if you have the guts to say, no, I'm 100% perfect, I don't need to be coached anymore. Mm. You can't, you're human. Yeah, exactly. I'm totally agreeing. So um, for me, what is my development point uh, of what am I uh, um, interested in right now mm-hmm. is um, in developing more my ying power. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, I've done a lot of young power to survive, of course, with my story, as I said. But I've the last years I'm developing my ying power, and I'm working to increase every day my f- uh, energy frequency. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, for example, uh, you can. It's all. It's the the fact is that you feel more positive. Huh? That's mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so one of the things that you can do, for example, is really be careful on what the u- words you are using. Yeah. You can talk mismatching and you can say the things that you don't like, or you can talk in matching language, which is talking about the things you like or you're grateful for. It's an easy thing, you know, that you can shift or change. So I, you know, I was just before today also realizing, oh, I started talking with someone and we were talking about some things that we didn't like and it's, oh, I'm there again. So okay, let's go back. What are the positive things? And you feel directly the yeah, shift in yeah. the energy, the shift in yourself, the shift in the room. And do you do you journal? Because you're talking about gratitude. Yeah. You also, in the beginning of the day or the end of the day. In the beginning ju- of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Journaling about, yeah. about the three or five things, persons, whatever. Lots of things. Uh, I, I always say things where I'm grateful for, what I also want to invite during the day yeah. and the lessons that I've 
taking along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in my journal, I also write on my own um, meditations. I also use several techniques to get answers in my meditations. Yeah. I also write these things down. And um, sometimes I don't journal neither. Eh? Sometimes I'm like, oh, there's three days passed and I put my b book again. And I think that's very interesting and very good. People don't be so hard on themselves when they forget it for a couple yeah, of days. It, you it, know? It, then it's like, or it's this or that, it's black and white. No, just get your journal back. Yeah. It's like brushing your teeth. You know, I, I found a very good example from Simon, Simon Sinek when he was talking about habits. I like visual because 70% of the people is visual. He said, you know, when you don't brush your teeth for a day, you also don't say, oh, now it's fucked up. I'm not going to brush my teeth never, ever again because I forgot it. Mm. No, you just take the Do brush. Do you do it again? You do the, yeah, you take the toothbrush again. And the, the, the thing is because if you step into the trap of a must or neediness, so you have to do that, I mean, then again... That's not self-love. That's not accepting yourself. It's okay. It's happened, and it's uh, and it's you. You have for the next day. You can do it again. Do you? Do you have this mildness? Self-love is mildness. Being mild to yourself. Mildness. Yeah. Yeah. yeah tenderness. Yeah, tenderness. Yeah. That's it. Do 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 you have some kind of morning routine like like the journaling? Yeah. Do, do so you what you I do is yeah, I uh, I do meditate and yoga in my bed. Yeah, me, me too. And uh, the meditation, is it like uh, on your breathing? Or is it mantra? Or you do, sometimes it it's depends? A mix. It's yeah. a mix, but it's, um, it's like a scan of my body, yeah, first of all. Body scan, yeah. That's what I do. I, um, and then I, um, it's another kind of breathing exercise that I do in the evening versus in the morning. And in the evening, I invite my body to come to rest. Mm -hmm. In the morning, I invite it to, to, uh, to, to wake up, to be energized. Um, and sometimes when I have a question, I, uh, I use what's called Akasha Chronics. I don't know if you know, it's a no. kind of like live book that you can go mm -hmm. and talk to. And then if I have a certain question, I, I can, I can just ask. Can I ask questions and get ideas or, and then I'm fresh on my idea, ideas for, yeah. to start the day with. Yeah. And then I, and before I, before then I finally start, I take my journal. And I write down what I want to be grateful for and what I want to invite during the day. And in the evening, also meditation? In, in the evening, I must say it's a bit depending. I, I sport a lot. Okay. So I, uh, I sport between three or five times uh, a week. And what, what do you do? Is running? Spinning, Spinning. running, oh, okay. um, exercises like um, a power You go training. to a gym or you do it at home? No, we have our own spinning bikes. Okay. And uh, I, we also have a fitness room in our garage, but we don't. But you do together use with it. your husband. Yeah. Okay. Which works really good, great because I don't know if you know the languages of love, but I in the yeah, languages of them. love, I like to do it together with him. So that really helps me big time. I'm also externally ref. Yeah, I'm very extrovert, so I like to do it also with other people. Yeah. To do the sports, meditation is something else. On Thursday, I always do yoga for three hours, and then in the evening. So it's very, I think it's very important to take care of yourself. In the evening, mostly when I go to sleep, I just um, invite my body to take a rest. And also sometimes you, everyone has it, of course. It's kind of to-dos that sometimes pop mm -hmm. up. Your unconscious mind can park them. Mm -hmm. So you can write them down in Evernote or OneNote or whatever. But you can also say to your brain, hey, give me back, the, give me the list, one, two, three, tomorrow morning okay and i just say that you know took and i oh, and i find it's like something else okay that, so that's number three one two three give them to me tomorrow morning 
and then I park them in my mind and then uh, I can just again invite to go to sleep. I always have my diffuser on with uh, lavender oil. Yeah. I use lavender. I use a lot of essential oils and yeah, okay. it helps me to sleep deeper. How long have you been together with your husband? Oh, that's a good question. We are now uh, 11 years or 12 years married this year, 12 years. And uh, I think from 2005, so which is, uh, help me out here, 16 years? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. What, what, is the, what is the secret of a good relationship, of good marriage? Because you sound very happy in your relationship. Uh, but 12 years is already, yeah, you, you're not in love. Uh, you're, you're in I am in love still sometimes when I look at him. He's very muscular and is very sexy. So sometimes I am still in love. But in, it, indeed, you know, it's, it's really... Two children, business. Yeah, yeah. What I think one of these are secret is, is that we have this, um, this same way of wanting to feel free and wanting to do our mission and our purpose and that we support each other in that. Mm -hmm. So it's... My, I would never. I, I never had my husband saying no. You cannot do that. I had other people saying that, but never. He would always have my back, and I always have his back. And um, I think that's the most important thing. That is, and then of course, uh, I think you also just need to have a very good sex life mm. <laughs> and opening up for this kind of intimate, intimate evolution too, because. I think also on that you can grow as a couple during the years of your relationship. Of course. Um, so I, I, I'm just sometimes taking the times. I think for us it's it also has been sometimes mostly me taking the time saying that's now we now we're going to sit down together and discuss what needs to be discussed and make agreements what needs to be agreed on. And we'll keep each other on that accountable because I think that's one of the things that we miss in generally. If it's a relationship or in business or is accountability. Accountability, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So you need to be, you because, need to dare to um, we, um, speak up and say, "Hey, we said this." Yeah. And it's not always easy because yeah? because we think it's because you have love, it's going to be, happen automatically, but it's not true. Eh? No. No, because I, I, where you were saying, Peter, today, that with children it's unconditional, with your husband or with your wife it's not unconditional. No. Nope. Maybe later when you are old, <laughs> very old. It's not. It's but, not. But, it's not. But now it's not unconditional. No, I see relationships more as an um, how do you say an invitation to grow together, and to um, yeah to 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 see kind of a mirror that you have to work on yourself. Mm. Because From which element? Yeah. yeah, of course. So and um, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's because. Allez. But there's also a good. Uh, it's also a good school to put boundaries. Yeah, you know, sometimes when people are so close, it's not easy to put boundaries, and then you could say, okay, now it's too far. Stop. You know, and to learn it there in a respectful way, so that you can also communicate to others. Yeah. Yeah. In other relationships, yeah. for me, the most the, the most important thing that I learned from my wife was the emotional aspect, the feeling thing. She was like, if I was applying, I, I was with Ingrid Koman. I was just in the beginning of a relationship, and I was applying for new jobs, and uh, and then she, I, I called her after while, when I was uh, finishing a meeting, and um, and she said, "How was it? Yeah, it's going to make lots of money and a, and a big car and a big uh, yeah cool." But how the fuck do you feel? 
<laughs> uh, and then by discovering that, I discovered my intuition. Mm, nice. And 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 since then, I start making decisions based on that instead of my head. And I I think that's one of the biggest, yeah, discoveries I had. And when I start doing that, I can honestly say that I that you make the right decisions based on that inner silent voice. Yeah, that's yeah the the, the line yeah, between yeah. the head, the yeah. heart, and the belly. Yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed, indeed. You're but, not a head on a sticker. Yeah, indeed. And <laughs> the the thing is that I I used to live for like 38 years from my head. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Yeah, so it's interesting because I could start now talking about attachment styles and emotions and etc. Because I I like the the topic of it of uh, of attachment styles and and and, and you emotions can, you can, on you that. You can explain. I'm listening. Well, it's a very interesting topic on which I could talk for hours. Uh, it's very why it's so interesting because it's so clarifying on how we act, but also you can put it in all different areas, also within your business. Mm-hmm. So a bit, a bit, let's say in general, uh, I think we could say like if we are quite okay functioning, then we have like 70% of healthy attachment style like we are. Uh, we have a healthy attachment style. We don't get, we don't push each other's no. buttons. It's all kind of respected. But sometimes things can happen and then you can get into a stress response. Mm-hmm. And then you can get in also another attachment style that can give you certain yeah, yeah, yeah. reactions, like avoidance, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is that you push people away, yeah. and 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 um, you don't allow people to to get in, or you make it very difficult, yeah, uh, or you, for example, be a bitch or whatever to, to okay, say, see, dis- see that I, the, that I'm not likable or not yeah. lovable, you yeah. know, it's uh. so uh, that's one side that it can go to it can also go to ambivalent and when you're ambivalent uh which is i don't know you'll see which one you recognize the most but then you can be very emotional and emotional attached to what the other people Mm. are saying about you it's like you go and get your truth outside instead of connecting with yourself or for ambivalent uh, people who are uh, recognized ambivalent attachment style they need to do the journey to connect with themselves to get sourced by themselves instead of being sourced by the external world. So um, that's also not so easy because then you are afraid to be alone and these kind of emotions or you are jealous when your loved one talks to someone else. It's kind of things that are close to ambivalent attachment style. And how you relate that to business? Well, it's very easy. Make the connection. I mean, if you are, uh, if you are ambivalent, for example... Mm-hmm. And you recognize ambivalent because it's not you are ambivalent. It's not putting people in a box. But when you recognize ambivalent attachment style, then you'll probably get uh, easy um, d- uh, disbalanced when someone, for example, says your offer is not good. Mm, uh, okay. You will probably have difficulties going to your ideal client because you're afraid that he would say no and you would get rejected. Uh, so, um, because you want to, you probably want to hear from people in the business that you are okay so that Mm -hmm. you can function. Yeah. Same thing with avoidant. If you get into this avoidance style, then you push people away that you shouldn't be pushing away. You are maybe harder. You're maybe stricter, severe, 
well, you should not be yeah, at that yeah, yeah. moment. It's nothing to do with that person in front of you. It's something from the past that you are projecting on yeah. that person. Yeah. I had it uh, just, uh, I'm more, I recognize myself more in ambivalent. Maybe and I too. had this uh, contact with someone who pushed me away business-wise. And I don't know, sometimes don't know how to handle that because I want to stay in connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to help the mm -hmm. other person. So I, re I had to learn that, in, uh, that I really have to respect the space and yep. avoid the attachment yep. style yep. needs at that moment. Yep. And because I remember she said to me, you know, I said, I said that I, I wanted to time off and, 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 and then you are sending me an SMS. And I was like, I just sent an SMS to say, how are you? <laughs> Is everything to, okay? To Can you. I help? And yeah. she said, no, I said space, you know, and. If you don't understand each other in that sense, you can really create a lot of frustration. But yeah, you have to then, as an ambivalent, stop yeah, 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 attaching, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. connecting, and really give all the space yeah, yeah. that is needed. While when you are avoidant and you are connecting with someone which is more ambivalent, mm -hmm. then you have to push yourself through boundaries of connection because you would do that to really stay and, and, and connect with that person, be interested and not think that, that they will reject you again. That's, so, very, that's very interesting. I'm also a bilvalent. Um, although it's because I recognize it, I, I have it, say it under control, mm -hmm. but I can look at it. So recently mm -hmm. I had a, a customer who I thought was good and suddenly radio silence, nothing, 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 nothing anymore. So I called a couple of times, nothing. I sent a message, nothing. And then I was like, what the fuck should I do with this? And of <laughs> course, like you're saying, I had to tell, I, I was like, try to connect and to see where I can help because the my intention is pure. Mm -hmm. But then I also learned that um, sometimes a door closes is a door that closes. And yeah, if they don't try to contact me anymore, that's okay for me. So I'm like, I did what I can do. And yeah, if that's what you need, that's fine. But I'm not going to try anymore. And um, and I'm now very okay with that. So yeah, maybe it doesn't need to be to go so far that you would make the interpretation that they don't want you. Well, because that doesn't always have to be. The, uh, it's not always like that. Eh? It's because they also go in their own fears. Yeah, 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 yeah. but that, yeah. that's what I knew. Eh? Yeah. I, I knew she... She said that from the beginning. Yeah. yeah, I have lots of traumas, lots of fear. So, and yeah, sometimes uh, you say direct. I can also be direct because I, I also can be, and I consider myself, I can consider it as a positive point, mm -hmm. eh? exactly. intense. Yeah. Eh? Mm -hmm. And um, for me, that's okay. And I can imagine that a lot of people like too much. Yeah. Like this type of conversation, a lot of people think this is quite intense and deep, eh? <laughs> too deep. Eh? Mm. They're probably not listening anymore. The other ones are. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> well, I don't have such listeners. The, exactly. The, so the, the, you are attracting your field, yeah, the listeners who, yeah, are, who want this intensity. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, so, but uh, for example, give, putting that, um, just to give that example, to go forward on that, that means, for example, after maybe after a couple of months, you send a mm -hmm. postcard and they will, a certain moment, they will be ready to reconnect. Yeah. So that person also sent me a mail only this week again. So she's coming out of her uh, shelf. Yeah, sure. Do you, do you also believe that you attract, because you're talking about raising your um, 
radiance, your your um, Fre- yeah, frequency, energy yeah, frequency, fre- yeah, uh, positive say, energy. Yeah. Tra- tra- trailing, I was going to yeah. uh, say. <laughs> so um, you also believe that you attract people, and that uh, like this, for instance, yeah. th- there is no such a thing as coincidence. Sometimes, not sometimes. It, it it happens that people that you attract certain energies yeah. and I also push away certain energies. Yeah, I believe that you can create your own field. Yeah. Yeah. Also so with look, customers. Eh? Yeah. I and you have to be consequent. I've have refused people in our play big program several times because it feels off. Because uh, they are not ready. Because they are judgmental still. Yes? So I need for me. With the work I'm doing, I need to create safety as from the first minute. Okay. Because people go very deep and they clean up their shit and then they sparkle like they never did before. But we need to create this safety. And when there's, I had, for example, someone and she said, you know, I'm so more advanced than everyone in this group. And, you know, the... That's what sometimes they call it also spiritual bypass. eh? That's kind of uh, arrogance. (laughs) Well, ego or... Ego. Yeah, I don't think that's very spiritual when you think it's kind of things. No, 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 no. And so, and then, uh, you know, then I hear certain things. I put, let's say, the mirror. And... um, at that moment, when people don't take the mirror and they're not ready to be coached, I cannot help them. And you do that in some kind of pre-intake? Uh... Well, we have uh, we, we we mostly we connect with people. Mm. With, we do lots of of things in our marketing that people can experience yeah, us, yeah. but also we can experience them. Okay. Yeah? Um, that means so that's that's what I said. You need to be consequent. And then, for example, I also had to take one person out already when we were starting. And was the best decision ever because every one of the group had um, problems with it. And no one was, you know, from I'm okay, you're okay, and didn't dare to say. But you, you also see it in teams. Eh? Um, when we have removed two people from a team, mm-hmm. um, they're good people, but not in that exactly. field. And we remove them, and I'm not saying suddenly, but then it pops and the results were extraordinary. Yeah, and it keeps it. on growing and growing by removing two people or one person yeah. with, with, a, with a, a complete other vibe, intention, uh, exactly. energy. Yeah. And you think, yeah, four is better than three. No, it's not. It can even be the most competent people, you know, yeah, but it, it uh, it's, uh, it's about the attitude. It's about the energy. It's about, I, on, I in my field, there are only uplifting people, people with whom you can be yourself, people who will stimulate you to be yourself. And sometimes, you know, when I'm like this weekend and confronted with a new a bakery girl, lady and she's like, you know, and like, a bakery, oh, a bakery yeah, okay. woman or yeah, bakery okay. lady. Eh? And, she, and she, but she has really great, uh, 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 I don't know, coffee cooker, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> biscuits that you can eat, breakfast biscuits. Yeah. Um, then I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that she's normally not in my bubble, you know, or not in my cocoon or not in my field. Because, and then, yeah, I think we really can also change lots of people, not everyone, not her, but, uh, you know, other people that you come and pass by on the street, you can smile. You can say something positive. So, yeah, I'm very severe on that. I, I'm, I'm really uh, maybe a, even a junkie on that to really... 
to see who we're going sure, to let in, who is coming to yeah, the but VIP also, club who profiles. Yeah, but who, is my, who are my friends? Who, are, who is did, around me? And did, yeah, me too. Did who is my teachers? Me too. Did that change over time a lot? Yeah, because time. Because I know lots of people, but there are not a lot of people who I let in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that also changed a lot during the years? Yeah, for sure. The last years when I... Yeah, I was really, uh, I, I could really feel the difference. I have now a group of, of friends with whom I also do lots of sports and it's it's just so much fun, you know. It's like we're making jokes, we are enjoying ourselves, we're like sometimes like little small children and it's such a nice space to be in, to be surrounded by people where you can be yourself. And you know, I've heard so many times in Belgium, you are Too American, you're too enthusiastic. You're uh, why, why are you too American? Because I'm enthusiastic. Talk, uh, Sometimes when I ask, there was a new uh, CEO starting a trajectory with us, a one-on-one, -on -one, and he said, yeah, I like it that you are a bit American. And I said, what do you mean with American? And she said, because I like it, just to understand what do they mean with it. Because you are so positive and you're enthusiastic. Okay, so that's American. Uh, But I, I, I know why they say that. Uh, I mean, it's... Uh, Because we're not used to that. Eh? We, no. We're trained to see the negative part and to stay in the middle. Yeah, even below. I look Or at the, where, for sure in Belgium, when you look at the catalyst and everything. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's like you cannot have a good life. No, that's what we have to break yeah. through. And have everyone is allowed, as it has the birthright, to have a good life. Mm. And the good life can be filled in based on your play big version, of your, whatever that means. Now, else. Um, You're 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 thirty uh, plus. Eh? If you would go back, <laughs> if if you would go back in time with the DeLorean, eh? because you mentioned uh, dirty dancing, <laughs> I played even Sunday the time of my life of Jennifer Warnes oh, and Bill Bill Medley, or was yeah. the name? And um, what would you? And you would meet the else when she was eighteen and she was standing in front of the university building. What would you say to her in terms of advice or? What would you say to her? That everything will be all right. And who is Elsa Valaco within 10 years? I even gets tears in my eyes, yeah. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. Why? You you feel again what she's feeling? Well, she was uh, very she was she was only 18 years and she went out of home and she she was working um yeah, to to buy uh, to pay university herself and everything. So she felt quite lonely sometimes also. Uh, so that everything will be all right. And everything is all right right now. Yeah, eh? yeah. It was also all right at that time. It just was already so much better than where she was coming from. Yeah, that's it's 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 such an... A story of strength, it's uh, something I admire you. Because I didn't know that story. I, I knew there was something in that space because uh, your colleague sent me your bio. But uh, there's a difference in reading something in a couple of lines and then hearing the story. It's, uh, yeah, it, 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 I have tremendous respect for you. It's, uh, Thank you. Yeah, it's, yeah. Because I was searching your you on, on the internet uh, like an hour ago and I was like, Can I find something? It was like mindset and things like that. And then you see the depth, the foundation of you, of else. And it's, uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. Now, within 10 years, who are you? 
just I, I just me like I'm now there will I'm just evolved of course huh? mm -hmm. I will have grown in 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 my insights and um but if you would ask someone who knows me 15 years ago I mean I'm still that's same else I'm just grown in my positivity and uh, so I will keep on growing and and being positive in life, inviting life, um, listening to the universe and what's the presence that they want to give me. And 10 years, yeah, then my daughter will be 18. Yes. And she will be standing before yeah, maybe university the, yeah. or not. Holding uh, your so hands. So that will probably be also another uh, part of my life. And letting is. go of her hands. Yeah. Cutting the... I don't know, I do I call, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> the cords even more. And probably I will be, um, I always, that's one of my ideas to be one of the most uh, asked, not coach me only, but the most asked coaches in, in the group of Europe. So the first country that we want to conquer, conquer is Denmark, okay. Sweden. I really like people who because they're so open-minded there. And also direct them. And yeah, they, they really match. I, I, we are working like 60%. No, I'm not saying it correct. 45% of our uh, clients are Dutch, which the, from Dutch, the Netherlands. From the Netherlands, yeah, yeah. From the Netherlands. So let's say in that direction. That's, uh, so there will be, uh, well, will be more present in, in Europe and who knows even beyond. And they're very... Compared to the Belgian mindset, they're very, um, like even the Netherlands are years ahead, but even Denmark and Sweden are, are, are very innovative. Eh? Yeah, I like it. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh, in terms of adoption. But the thing is, that, yeah, concerning, you know, I still with the work I'm doing, I'm still quite pioneer in what I'm doing, combining all these things, like you were saying, and before we started the conversation, you know, business with spirituality, with mm -hmm. mindset, with yeah. body-based trauma work, with systemic yeah. work, all combining these things is quite... Uh, still um, new for sure combining it with marketing and sales insights for example yes. um, and also the fact you don't you 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 don't look like some kind of ayahuasca uh, eating um, <laughs> female with with like long oh, hair and, and wait and, till i put my and, hair and, up and and, uh, <laughs> and and screaming namaste which is not against <laughs> nothing against that eh? but it's 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 I mean, it's good to be spiritual, but being a spirit is also being grounded. Yeah, and yeah. it's okay to, to mix these two uh, worlds because we're human beings. And, um, and the business is then an extension of who you really are. Yeah, and, and it's also part of yeah, doing it here in yeah. this world and yeah. uh, in, in, on the and earth. manifesting uh, it. Yeah, exactly. In the material part, which is yeah. also, if you look in... Uh, on the chakras, if someone knows chakra, it's your root chakra. Yep. It's the materialization of what you yep. uh, can do. So um, I'm not scared anymore, for example, for money. And I think, and that's what I'm also, for example, inspiring other people that they can embrace that too. But what were we talking about before we were... We, we, we were talking about uh, the fact that you are pioneering. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about 10 years ahead that you're pioneering, yeah, combining so exactly spirituality the, yeah. with business and chakras. Lots of my teachers are, are telling me also, you know... Um, Who are your teachers? Oh, I have lots of them. I, I, I have like 45 degrees or something in my uh, on, on my coaching skills. Um, which are my teachers at this moment? For yeah. example, Indra Torst, 
Thorsten Prez, which is a systemic uh, teacher. Okay. Amanda Lees is my Akasha chronic teacher. Um, I have Andrea Wandel, which is my body-based uh, trauma teacher. Um, so these are kind of the people who are coming up right now, but I have lots of them for in the past also that I could honor. I could make a list of so many people. I also listen almost daily to Abraham Hicks. I oh, love, love it. I love it. Because I love so, it. You know, it's so... Just so funny, you yeah, know. She makes she makes a joke out yeah. of it. It's just also so clear. I like it. You know, this is how my team is play big, but doing it, playing big on an easy way, easy life, easy and business, in the easy business. In the vortex. Yeah, yeah, just easy, easy. Yeah. That's yeah, I, like. I also I'm a very big fan, and I like the way how she talks and the fun and the humor of it, and and. It's all simple. Yeah, that's what I like. Simple. It's, that's it's what not I say, about easy. do no. this or this. No, it's simple. It's it's yeah. Yeah, it's uh, oh, it's a good one. And um, what I would recommend everyone is also the book of the power of attachment that I was talking about. Attachment style. It's Diane Diana Heller. It's an American uh, lady because she has been able to write it down simple, like Peter Lever Leveringer. Leveringer. Yeah. 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 Uh, he also. It has been able to translate it in simple language. Yeah. I think we need lots of these teachers, yeah. like us also, that because we also explain in a simple way. Yeah. Lots of before, at least also in some of my own teachers, they make it so complex yeah. and so mystic. Yeah, and that's the thing. I with also with this podcast, it it looks like a sales podcast, but actually, I want to make these kind of topics in such a simple way that it's. I wouldn't say it becomes mainstream, but it, it becomes. Um, accessible for a lot of people who are not aware uh, who are not aware of that and who are struggling in life. When sometimes I receive like via Instagram a message from a woman or a, a man saying, "Oh, I heard something from there," and I I started to search for a coach and I I I, I and I did something with the trauma. I'm like, oh. then I'm like, oh. I changed a soul, his life or her life, Great. and afterwards you receive like these messages via WhatsApp. I'm like. Whew, this uh, this is amazing that you can spread uh, this kind of message. Yeah, that's cool, eh? That's Congratulations. Cool, eh? Yeah, but also <laughs> also, I mean, if I look at 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 the sales team that we that, that I manage is is the same there. These are 25, 24 young mm -hmm. people, and and people ask me then, yeah, are you doing some sales training and managing pipeline? No, hate that shit. Fuck it. <laughs> I only do personal growth and mindset with them. So it's about recognizing please behavior. So mm -hmm. disease to please, eh? thinking that they're small and things like that and, and becoming the best version of themselves. And okay, they don't want to read yet, but <laughs> they are injected with that. And I am, I'm, my heart is 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 so enthusiastic when I see them grow and saying no. Like today, Peter mentioned to me, no, this this because I said, do you really want to work on that project? Because like a couple of months ago, he said, yeah, I want to work on that project. It's a big uh, prospect and blah blah blah. I said, do you really want to work with that? Because I know them very well. I don't think it's a match, but you decide. Mm -hmm. It's your decision. <laughs> And then there, there came an, an RFP, so an, um, a request for proposal, so a tender. Mm -hmm. And um, and he called and he said to me, Peter, I'm going to do a qualification. I'm going to call them and see. And he said, feel, just feel. And if it feels off, say no. And he called them and he said, and he said, 
And he said, we're not going to participate for this and this, this reason. And the, the, the prospect was like, yeah, and blah, 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 and, blah, and I don't care anymore. And, and he was like, shit, and I have invested two years in you and you give me this arrogant uh, statement. Mm. We're not going to participate. Thank you. One year ago, he would participate in every tender and he was like, and it takes I have so to work so much, yeah, so much work and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And, and he's now, no. And then in the evening he came, Peter, we won that deal. I was like, hey, see, and it's working. It's, it's all that, yeah, it's You're energy. You're an amazing manager. Yeah, Woo! yeah. Look, I'm not a manager. It's a leader. Yeah, I hate to leader, work to manage. Exactly, you know, you know yeah. I mean, a manager yeah. like on, on top of yeah. them, but I'm under them. Yeah. And, and, um, yeah, and, and I think that's that's that I think that's the most important thing. Um, yeah, but that's that's a leader is the role model is to have one day follow. Yeah, yeah. But 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 I also think that it's something maybe you do is bringing that um mix of business, uh, sales marketing, uh, personal mindset, a personal growth mindset and spirituality even mm -hmm. into the more business um Yeah, or organizations. It's essential. It's essential. Yeah, but it isn't yeah. there yet. It's still. It's very pioneer work still. Yeah, right? it's. I, I consider yeah. myself and also the work that you do as like three to five percent, especially in Belgium. Mm. But because, like I mentioned before, but the people who open up for it, the ones that get attracted by us, for example, by you or by me, and like you were saying, who open up to go for search for a coach, as you uh, were mentioning on Instagram, etc. You change these people's yeah. life. Eh? Yeah. So the people yeah. who, the, all the people, I get goosebumps everywhere now. The people who dare to step into our field yeah. Yeah. and who open up, we change people's life. Even the moment that they say yes to our programs, yeah. their life starts to change. Yeah. Because, you know, it's amazing. And that's, so, the, and that's the reason why I don't have a coaching practice. Because right now I have the, I'm in a situation where I can say goodbye because they have to do something with it. They have to take action and take responsibility for themselves. Whereas I have been in situations where I've played, it's, 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 it's two or three years ago, where I've coached some CEOs of software companies and we hit that, that spot of them, that, that working area. Hey, you have to work on that and that. And, and they, they, they recognize it immediately, but there was no action. And I was quite frustrated and I think like, oh man, come on, you know it, you recognize it. We meet each other, meet, meet, meet each other again. There isn't going to be no follow-up anymore because you didn't take any action. And then at that time, I decided mm, that that truth that you are doing, I don't think it's that's my part. This is my part. Mm-hmm. You see? Well, it's a, it's an important point that you are mentioning, and, and and that's exactly playing big on your terms in your business. So it's one of the first rules that we say to our clients is you'll have to get into action. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you cannot work with us. You will not be the same person in two months. You will not be talking yeah. about the same topic in two months. So if you want to be in status quo and you want to keep in the victor mode, You don't don't spend any money, yeah. And be, and we also we are, I mean, we also ask a certain amount of money, so that you know, yeah, the, yeah. The the, first yeah. of all, they get the top of the top. I really believe we are world class. And sec and second of all is that by spending yeah, money, yeah, yeah. you have to do it. They yeah, are yeah. more. They are more like okay. I spend so much money. I need to make it sure that it yeah. returns. Uh, yeah. The 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 thing is is that. Um, 
You could keep on talking. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> why I'm, I'm like, mm, it's already almost uh, half uh, an hour and and and, uh, and 30 minutes. But you mentioned action. And one of the things that my coach, coach uh, obliged me was that I'm the other side. When I see something, I take immediately action and I stay in the action all of the time. Like mm -hmm. in when the, the first uh, lockdown came, I worked day and night, except when I was uh, feeding Jules uh, and, and also around uh, six or seven, I put them in, in his bath and, and in his bed and things like that because I find it very important. Um, but besides that, producing. But, yeah. And then I also learned recently, sometimes you have to put that pause button and really ask yourself, why am I being busy all the time eh? and staying in the action and so right now i think yes you have to come into action and a lot of people don't do that they blah well, blah blah definition of action eh? yeah but for me i call it aligned action so it's aligned action nice. with with your purpose with the energy and and instead of just action for the action nice i can feel it yeah, yeah. But what is the definition of action? Indeed, aligned action is a very beautiful world, world, word because action can also be sitting here yep. and just sitting here. For me, this is action. Eh? What are we doing? Yeah, but for example, what, how do you call when you're sitting aside of a la lake and you're looking at the yep. water? For me, that's also action because you, trap in, you tap into creativity and ideas. And that's one idea can change an industry, can change your complete life. If I wouldn't have stopped and stepped into that creativity, because I wouldn't, he said, how are you going to spark your creativity? And I was like, oh, um, play guitar, then play guitar. So I did. I even recorded them. I put them on Facebook just mm -hmm. for the, for the, and also there were two parts of it. First was the external validation. So you have to mm -hmm. put them there and no external validation. You don't care. You look at it. And you don't care about it. What people say, positive or negative, you don't care. So that's first, the one test. And the second is, is that I could feel when I was playing um, from my head or from my heart. Because if I was playing from my head, it was like, yeah, I have to give all these notes and I have to do this, this, this. And people, no, no, no. And then from my heart, it was like a couple of notes, but with so much intensity and so much power and passion that you can even feel that note, even like, Two or three weeks after you visit that, mm -hmm. that video. I'm exaggerating a little bit. But that gave me access to other creativity. Like, for instance, writing a book, like in a couple of the evenings, writing 45, 50 pages. It's uh, a total other action. And, and then, and suddenly, all the opportunities came a podcast masterclass, then another masterclass, then a selling masterclass, then another selling masterclass. So, all courses of, of things that I learned, and I'm, I'm going to sell that. And I would never, and it all happened in a couple of months. Yeah, so the thing is, yeah, as an entrepreneur or who, or if you, if you are a business or it doesn't matter, you need to indeed work on your alignment. Yeah. And as we said, head, heart, belly, connected with your why, why you are on this earth, what is your purpose, yeah. what, is, what are you bringing? Eh? And when you can align with that, with these two elements, then you do not feel fearful. Mm. You don't feel this panic. If you invite your soul extra, it does for sure not. You will not feel any. So the thing is indeed, 
what is the definition of action? Sometimes it's for me, for example, I'm going towards a business where I work only half time and the other rest of the day I can maybe just yeah. sit and tune yeah. in or uh, be in the forest or doing yoga or swimming yeah. in my pool, which I'll have normally in a month or and a half. Um, yeah, and then indeed you can become even an, a bigger magnet. Yeah, that's true. Because a lot of people think uh, it's think the doing. Do. No, no, it's... it's, it's the being. A, yeah, it, a lot of people think it's do... Um, have be so they do a lot of things then they have lots of things and they will become somebody there'll mm. be somebody but it's just the other way around it's be do have it's about that being yeah but for to 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 be able to do that sometimes you need to act yeah for example uh if i would have continued doing uh uh, training and coaching all uh, and these beautiful companies where I work like Proximus and everything I would the whole time be everywhere in Belgium and I wouldn't have that time so you have to indeed make certain decisions do certain actions yep. and still being and if you know I, for lots of people being is a lot more difficult than doing yeah indeed because so, they have to feel yeah, and also, the I had a discussion with a colleague today, and I was like, he was 23, and I was like, it was a coaching uh, meeting, and uh, and I asked him, can you sit in a chair and do nothing? Mm. No. That's it's such a waste of time. And mm -hmm. I said to him, that's so wrong, it's not a waste of time. <laughs> it's not. It's not even another colleague, a female, a woman. Do you ever sit still and wonder what you are feeling with this kind of situation? What is due to you? Never, because I don't have the time. Mm. And I was like, you're missing a lot of the fun. And also the fact is that maybe one because day you're going to be in place which is going to be so far from who you really are. And life is going to put you on your knees and tell maybe you should do things differently. Everyone needs to learn their lessons uh, at their time in life. And tempo. Eh? And 23. Yeah, the life cycles of a woman are every seven years. For a man, it's every nine years. So a man of 23 is doesn't always have the wisdom yet, like mm. you have. No, but I'm 25. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I knew, I knew. Hey. Now, yeah. uh, now, if you, uh, what is still your... But the, the thing is, for example, if I look now, I have an amazing, uh, talented coach, Jordan. He's 20 years old and he, he can do all these things. And he is like a nat nature, natural talent gifted, and yeah. gifted. And, and he can indeed stand still or sit and, and feel and check what's going on and, and what are my options. So it really depends also on, on, yeah, on your personality, on, on what you have learned in life. I, I have another question which pops up right now. You, you work with amazing people around you. How, how big is your team? We have eight coaches Eight now. coaches, yeah. okay. They work, they, they work for you? They are part of my team, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Now, um, I had a female entrepreneur who contacted me via uh, Instagram today. And um, she's quite successful already. Mm -hmm. uh, very passive income scaling. And, um, and, um, and she said, right now, 
I'm working with like two VAs and two copywriters and 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 a video. F- f- yeah, um, how do you call too. that? An yeah. editor. Eh? Mm-hmm. And um, and she's like, but I'm I can be a very bitchy woman. Eh? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not good in the people management department. I'm saying it in my own words. Mm-hmm. Eh? And she said, I'm going to take another course. Course, uh, how to yeah um, be become people. become a good leader. So I mean. Else, first of all, how do you select good people around you? Because I, I assume that you also had people who didn't fit your exactly. into your team. So you also have a journey there. So what, what can you discover there for, or share? For me, the most important thing is that um, they're linked with your core values and with your purpose that you are that when you want to put into the world. So how do you do that? And do you, is it by so a conversation for example, or the red line during? Uh, in Yes to Trust or in the Elsa Laka Breakthrough Academy is I'm okay, you're okay. okay. So, which is no judgment. It's uh, no gossiping. It's lifting each other up. So that's like the first rule. And it's very clear for everyone. I make it also very clear for everyone. One shot and you're out. And one time gossiping, one time this or that, you're out. So it's a very clear rule. And... Because we give so much energy and so much focus to that other part, saying gratefulness, uplifting power, helping each other. All my coaches are saying, we never had this environment, you know, like I never, ever had that in any of the companies that I worked for what we have here as a team. So it's an amazing gift that, they, that, that so it's, this is the first one. And the second is to be aligned with it's the, the fourth systemic uh, law there's the first one is every everything and everyone has to and all the things that happen need to get a place the second is they need to be on the right place on the right order the third one is that there is giving and taking in balance and the fourth law is that um, there should be destination people need to connect with the destination Mm -hmm. of the company so they all connect with the destination to help entrepreneurs and businesses to build trust within themselves, to come home in their body, to to see that they are okay as they are, that they can embrace their family's history. So work towards that self-love. So that's, they feel it in every fiber of their cells. And then, so this is my coach team. I also have a liftoff team and the liftoff team is the team that is exec- executing is kind of an ugly word. Is it is lifting up all the yeah. marketing and the sales, yeah. so that we uh, that someone is working on 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 active campaign marketing funnels, someone on the website, someone on on the graphical design and ex- and so on. And also there, you know, I keep on going till I have the best ones. But how do you do that then? Uh, how do I do it? First of all, I screen their CV that's based okay. on their competences, but that's the easy part, let's mm-hmm. say. Then I, what I've learned is to trust my guts more. Okay. So I'm in. I'm talking to these people, and I'm feeling like like in a couple I'm of feeling. meetings, you feel this is okay. No, or not? yeah, not even in the first meeting. I need to be able to judge that because I don't have. I also don't want to put so much time in selecting people. So. What I do is I feel I feel a lot in what they are saying, and I f- what does my body say? How happy do I get by connecting with that person? When at the end of the conversation I decide, hmm, yeah, could be something. I give them like very small little jobs to begin okay. with, and based on that, I can very easily see their competences, their speed, and their ability, yes or no, 
to handle my speed because I have a high energy. So uh, if they cannot manage, that's something that I decided. Um, there was one of my clients and she sent me this quote because she was handling the same thing in her team. And she said, it was, I don't know, if you cannot, if you cannot take the heat, get out of my kitchen. kitchen. Eh? Um, so I'm, I'm a really great leader. I, I, I validate them like crazy. All the lift of people like me and love me, but they also know that, I, that I, my expectations are high. I don't want for I don't like it, for example, when there's a mailing leaving of two years ago because the funnel was not put on. Yeah, 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 Sometimes yeah. I do sell I do sell eh, based on that one mail that is from two years ago. I, I'm like, what are 10 things? What did I sell? What is this? Um, but uh, I do like it when things just go flu fluently and easy, as I said. So, so, so to give the, to, to, to summarize, to give the advice to that female uh, entrepreneur is to follow your guts in, in how you select people. But is there something she can work on herself? Yeah, for sure. Because um, concerning this bitchiness, mm -hmm. that's probably also because there's still hardness. Of course. Yes. Hardness towards herself, hardness towards yep. others, judgments towards us. If I, for example, I'm honest, there's still one function. Sometimes I'm saying, why does it take such a long time? I can do it faster. You know, while on the other functions, I'm quite okay with it. So you'll ha she'll have to work on that hardness and connection with people. Because if you really want to work with great people you'll have to be a nice person to work with otherwise they will not want they will say you know fuck you i'll go to somewhere else so again i'm coming back i'm sorry to i'm okay you're okay which is from transactional analysis also in a grown-up way of talking to one another respecting one another seeing the strengths in my team i work with the people on their strengths i don't i've i've stopped with Trying to find a five, a five in zero in one, you know, like there yeah. five in one, which has all this like wonder person, which has everything yeah, in yeah, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and then and then say okay, but you have maybe that yeah, skill. Yeah, yeah. That, let's develop that skill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what we do a lot in business. Uh, I, I don't believe in that. No. So now I have all my all my beautiful team members. They all have their specialization. They all have their talent. They like to do that. They're passionate about that, which means they also. Like sometimes do it in half of the time, yeah, which is great. And I I don't work anymore. I had that before, but I'm not working currently with um, full time uh, employees. They're all entrepreneurs. Okay, they're all independent and specialized in what they are good at. But they work like almost hundred percent for you. My liftoff team, for example, they have several clients. And how do you? Uh, that was one of her other questions. She was frustrated and impatient that when she had an idea and she asked something that they then have to wait for two or three days in order that they have to execute it. Have you some kind of arrangements or do you book them for like two days in a week or something? Well, or um, mostly where we, I work with an advice that I give everyone is to work with Trello of Asana or something like this kind of planning system and that you okay. brief them and you say, you know, I lead it at least for that time and yeah, yeah. that in generally you don't give people everyday urgencies because yeah, yeah, then yeah. you know they cannot jump every time for you but you can just when you have a good relationship and you respect them then when they need to jump one they time do. they'll jump yeah yeah but you cannot expect that the whole time eh? no and even also neither when there's a full-time employee okay 
sometimes, you know, they also don't always jump directly when that you ask true. something. That's true. That's true. So you, that means that she'll probably uh, needs to plan a bit more. And I'm not always the best neither. Eh? And that, let's be clear. And my but, team will also say that. <laughs> but uh, because I'm, I like to work on lots of things at the same time. I'm creative. I get sometimes ideas and I want it then like tomorrow. And sometimes they say, no, I cannot do it for tomorrow. It will be next week. Like, okay. Well, I will introduce her to you. So, That's good. Uh, yeah. my, my clients can work also with our liftoff team. Yeah, 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 so yeah, our yeah. clients, for example, they need to do their website or anything. They work with the liftoff team and, and, and they can, yeah, that, uh, through that, uh, um, save a lot of time yeah, yeah, of yeah, not yeah, doing yeah. the selection yeah, themselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I'm going to ask the final question, although I feel this is just part one. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Looking forward. <laughs> now I'm up for lots of them. Let's get it on. Now, we can stay the whole night and have directly the episodes. Ready. <laughs> now, um, what is your biggest dream? Or biggest dream in terms of crazy? Yeah, I mean, don't mm. say I'm, I want to stand in, a, in a, on a stage uh, next to Tony Robbins uh, oh, and, 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 and Las Vegas. No, I don't think it's crazy. No, I don't think mm. because I, I had somebody from Singapore. Um, I think it was I could, ep- episode I, I, like 20 or something. And she said, I'm going to write a book. And I, and I was like, eh, what is the biggest uh, dream? Crazy dream. And she was like, Oh, I want to sit next, next to Oprah next oh, year. That's eh? cool. Okay. Yeah. But she, her words were just getting colds. And she was immediately number one on an Amazon seller. So, uh, her wow. book. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I was like, yeah, you're going to get there anyway. Oh, but that would be really nice. Sit next to Oprah. I but got already I, I, a hug. I got already a hug from Tony Robbins. It was very nice too yeah. because he has very, very big uh, chest, so you can like get like five hats on it. So it was quite nice to feel him. But if you want to, <laughs> if you want to see Oprah, uh, I have a guest who who is the neighbor of Oprah. Ah. Oh. Yes, Jan Bomberi, he lives uh, that, next to her. Uh, oh, that would be like no. a really wet dream. You're joking or not? No, I'm not. Okay, wow. I even have a guest who who did the something was it clothing or something for Beyonce so the world the world the world is smaller than you think oh that's so nice yeah sometimes I must say I feel you have to think think big yeah yeah, but still sometimes I feel a little bit jealous about American um uh yeah teachers or because the because it sometimes it does do feel like it goes easier and probably it's not the case huh it's just I think I think it's Again, a limiting belief because exactly. last night I was looking, I don't know where I got it. I was looking at the, the biography. I was searching on YouTube of uh, Gauthier. Gauthier, is, uh, his real name is Walter de Bakker. They also call him Wally. He's actually from Bruges. He was born in Bruges, but he lives in Australia. And he had a, a multi-million hit about uh, uh, someone I used to know me or used to think me. or what is it? it's, it's like in 2011. Yeah. He's actually born Belgian, but he lives in Australia. And so he was, I was, I remember I was in Las Vegas in in the plane and they were um, somebody you used to know. That was the song. It was a huge hit in 2011. And um, so, and I saw it on the, on the, on the small screen in, on the plane. And I was like, damn, you made it. If you, if if they are showing your clip (laughs) eh, on a plane eh, in, in the US, 
But he's actually from Bruges. Yeah, exactly. And so, 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 so and, and he, he doesn't care about it. So he lives in Australia. Yeah, exactly. He's like a multi-million uh, US dollar or whatever um, artist right now. And yeah, he, and he even ripped some of the notes from a 60s record, but that's another detail. And so I think it's, it's, uh, I mean, look even at, at music. If you look at um, some, um, the guys from Tomorrowland or or some like some young kid from Martin Garrix who plays big big concerts I'm like yeah or even um, what's his what's his name from Brussels um from um but his friend is a French singer he sings in French or in English um uh allez, uh forgot his name and he's huge in, in the US um Papa Way is one of his songs. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, um, and, and, his, and his real name is Paul... Uh, uh, Paul uh, Stromai. Yeah, Stromai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. I mean, he's big in the US. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean... No, so exactly. It's, uh, I mean, I mean, Coldplay was here playing in Brussels, the first concert, concert like, years ago. It was an amazing concert. Because you catch me on... on uh, exactly, you catch me on not playing big myself here. Ah, okay. <laughs> and, 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 and... Chris Martin from Coldplay was taking his guitar. He was playing some kind of rip, riff. He was looping that. And he was actually covering a song from Stromae. And Stromae was standing Whoa. in the crowd in, uh, on his feet. I mean, cool. when Coldplay <laughs> is covering your song, I mean, come on. Yeah, so crazy. And you think in Belgium it's not possible to conquer yeah. the world? So. Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. Thank you. So thank you for that mirror. I like it. <laughs> I like it. You, so the you'll, keep on my, you'll keep in my, in my system for a couple of weeks now, you know, that this mirror, I like it when people challenge me. So that's good. The when crazy tune, dream, the crazy dream. Yeah, when I, if, you, if I really tune into that, it's going to be maybe, maybe it would not sound so crazy, but for me, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing. If there would be like... One million people following our Play Big Me program, going into this acceptance, going more into self-love, through which, and I can start crying out, through which they will heal lots of the children in their system. So not only their own children, but their grandchildren and all the kids to, to come behind and the generations to follow. Yeah, that would be wow concerning leaving a heritage. That's beautiful. Thanks, Els, for sharing that. Thanks for coming over. It was, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, it was amazing. It was one of those conversations. Yeah, it's intense and I will never forget them. Yeah, thank you very much for allowing the intensity, for allowing me to be me and, and for allowing what needed to reveal to be revealed. Thank you. And there's going to be part two because I heard today that ABBA is going to record again music and they're going to tour again. So uh, so you're going to go to Denmark and Sweden and live from there. So uh, <laughs> off we go. Hey, it's Peter here. Thanks a lot for listening to What's On Your Mind. Looking forward to your opinions and comments. And don't forget to subscribe on psgrow.com and leave your email address to stay tuned for future episodes. Bye.